Welcome to the old radio. The the old radio. The old the old. Ra- It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 61 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. I'm Greg Fordyce. Today is a special hump day happy hour edition of the podcast, where we bring you two back-to-back classic comedy broadcasts. And today, we're featuring The Aldrich Family, one of the great comedy sitcoms, starring Ezra Stone as Henry and Jackie Kelk as his best friend Homer. House Jameson starred as Mr. Sam Aldrich and Catherine Rate as Miss Alice Aldrich. The show ran from 1939 to 1952, with a few cast changes during its run. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh. We'll bring you the September 5th and October 31st, 1940 episodes of The Aldrich Family right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Aldrich Family, based on characters originated by Clifford Goldsmith and starring Ezra Stone as Henry with Jackie Kelk as Homer. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! All of us know a town like Centerville, a family like the Aldrich's, and all of us know a teenage boy like Henry Aldrich. Anything is likely to happen when Henry is around, (laughs) and it usually does. As our scene opens tonight, we find Henry Aldrich in the dining room with his father and mother. Mother, will you have some more peas? No, thank you. You finish the few peas there are there. Oh, I wouldn't think of touching them. Father, wouldn't you like these peas? No, thank you. I think you ought to have them, Father. I'll just scrape them into your plate. Uh, Henry, I don't want them. Would you like some bread, Mother? No, dear. Now, just stop packing things and eat. Well, if you don't do want anything, just ask for it, huh? Boy, did I see a swell movie this afternoon. I'm going out and get some butter. Sit still, Mother. I'll go out and get it. I'll get it. Give me the dish, Mother. My goodness, one would think you had nothing to do but run around waiting on all of us. Sam, will you please tell me what's gotten into Henry? I have no more idea than you. I offered him his allowance a few minutes ago, and he refused it. Well, something's wrong. After dinner, you'd better take his temperature. Here you are, Mother. Will you have some butter? No, thank you. Oh, go ahead and take a little. Mother. I have some. Here. 
Did I tell you I saw a movie this afternoon? I believe you did. Boy, was there a swell guy in it. Sam, don't forget when you're downtown tomorrow to get two decks of cards and bring them home at noon. Oh, giving a bridge party? I am. Well, listen, there's no reason in the world why I couldn't get those cards for you. That's what I was waiting for. Give him a dollar, Sam, if he wants to help. Henry, are you quite sure none of this has anything to do with your conscience? My conscience? Mm Mm-hmm. What conscience? Then you haven't any? No, sir. I'm not surprised. Mother, about how much do you spend a week on food? Why, Mary's away about $14. Well, from now on, I'm paying my share. Why, Henry Aldrich, you're not going to do anything of the kind. Yes, I am, Mother. No more free eating for me. Have you struck oil, Henry? I haven't struck oil, but I've got a job. How much do you think I ought to pay a week for my room? I have no idea. Well, supposing I was a stranger here and you didn't know me. And I came to the door and said, I want a room. How much would you charge me? Personally, I wouldn't even let you in. <laughs> well, why not? Not if your hands look the way they do right this minute. Well, gee was I'll go right up and wash them. But before I go, let's settle on a price. Would $3 a week be too much? What kind of a job do you have? You'll learn soon enough. I begin tomorrow morning. And I'm going to give half of every cent I make to the Red Cross or something. Well, isn't that fine? That movie I saw this afternoon was called The Generous Gentleman. And boy, was it swell. The gentleman did kind things for everybody. Did he? And did people like him. Even when he became old, everybody liked him. And this swell-looking girl that never liked him before finally fell in love with him. Henry, eat your mashed potatoes. Yes, Father. From now on, I'm going to help my friends and do little things for strangers that are in trouble. And from now on, Mother, you'll never have to tell me more than once to do anything. Then for the last time, will you please go up and wash your hands? Yes, Mother, but first let me tell you how I'm going to help people. Young man, have I ever seen you around this golf course before? Well, I've been around it. Ever had any experience, Caddy? Well, after all, there isn't much to carrying a bag of clubs, is there? Mm. If there were any other boys on hand, I wouldn't even consider you. Now stand back while I put this ball on the tee. Uh, Yes, sir. But you don't have to worry about me. I know that when you're going to hit the ball, I should keep very quiet. That's fine. Personally, I think if you're being paid to do something, you ought to do it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just to keep quiet. Do you want me to put that ball back on the tee for you? No, thank you. Just stand back. Yes, sir. And keep your eye on this ball. When I hit it, I left my glasses at home. Oh, gee, I have wonderful eyesight. Good. Yes, sir. Everybody speaks about it. Have you seen the picture called The Generous Gentleman? Will you please stand back? I'd like to hit this ball. Or down there. Oh, I know who that is down there. What do you mean by yelling just as I swing? Oh, did I frighten you? I didn't make a terrible shot. Have you hit it already? Didn't you have your eye on it? Well, uh, we'll find it all right. It might have gone over here to the left. What makes you think so? Well, we'll look to the left first and then work around. Mm. The reason I didn't hit it straighter is because of this coat. Would you like to have me carry your coat? All the way around the course? Gee, I don't mind a little thing like that, especially if it helps anybody. All right, here. I'll throw it right over my shoulder. Ah, Herbert. Hiya, Henry. I thought that was you. Boy, there are a lot of balls out on this course. I picked up balls just since I got here. Kathy, have you found my ball? Not yet, Mr. Eddie, but Herbert says this is a very good place to look for them. Here it is, right here. Oh, have we found it? I thought it would be to the left. Let me have my mashie. Your mashie? 
Do you think that's the best one to use for a shot like that? I'd like my mashie. Yes, sir. And when I hit the ball this time, keep your eye on it. Yes, sir. No more talking. And this other young man, don't stand so near. No, sir. Herbert, have you seen a picture called The Generous Gentleman? Young man. Yes, sir. Herbert. Why? He's about to swing the club. Oh. What's the name of that picture, Henry? Caddy, may I ask who this young man is? Oh, I guess I didn't introduce you, did I? This is Herbert. How do you do, sir? What are you doing here? I asked him to meet me here. What for? He wants to learn how to caddy. I told him the easiest way would be to watch me. I see. Well, supposing, Herbert, you go over and sit under that shady tree. Not the nearest tree, nor the one just beyond, but the one way over on the far side of the fairway. Yes, sir. Don't be hurt, Herbert. People that are new at this game are always easily upset. Young man. Yes, sir? Have you your eye on this ball? Yes, sir. Very well, then. Here goes. Gee whiz, what a suck. Where did it go? It hit that tree. Where did you learn to shoot so straight? I never made a shot like that before. Well, I didn't think you should have used your mashie. The whole trouble is this sweater. Oh, that's all right. Just take it off. I'll carry it. You're sure you don't mind? Gee whiz, I'm here to serve you, aren't I? All right. Yeah. Give me the number three iron. The number three? Yes, sir. You want me to roll that log out of your way? No, thank you. I'll show you how to put the ball right straight down on that green. Okay. And don't say a word. No, sir. Whiz, look at that ball travel, Herbert. Almost in a circle. That's the first time I ever made a shot like that. You know, Mr. Eddie, I had a feeling you shouldn't use that number three. The trouble is my collar's too tight. Want me to take your necktie? You sure it won't be too much trouble? Gee, no, I'll just roll it up and stuff it in my pocket. Did you see where the ball landed? Yes, sir. Do you see that clump of trees to the left? Uh-huh. And that house on the other side of the road? Yes. Well, it went right in the yard of the house just beyond. How did it do that? Well, I, I guess you just laid into it. All right, all right. Give me another ball there. I'll hit it on down. You go over and get that other one and meet me at the green. Yes, sir. Here you are. I'll run all the way. And don't come back without that ball. Oh, you don't have to worry. I saw exactly where it went, I think. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> Pardon me. Was there something you wanted? Did you see a golf ball land in your backyard? Well, if one did, you better get it before Papa does. I should? Yes. Papa says it's because things like that that our chickens won't lay. Hmm. I wonder where that one of mine went. Well, I'd help you, only I'm having some trouble with this garden hose. What's the matter? Well, the spigot on the side of the house won't turn off. Well, gee whiz, let me give you a hand. Well, don't get all wet. Oh, don't worry about me. I can turn it. Have you seen the generous gentleman? The what? It's a swell picture I saw yesterday. In it, a guy went out in the rain as a favor to somebody. And guess what? He got soaking wet, too. He did? Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> Well, that's strange. Well, well, won't it turn off? You know, I, I think I can fix it. Say, say, isn't this your ball right here? So it is. Look, I, I think if I just slip the handle of this golf club into the spokes of the faucet, I can get a little leverage on it. Oh, my goodness, look at your shoes. Look, the club just fits in. Oh, good gracious, look at what you've done to it. Imagine. I almost spent his number number three iron double. Well, well, can 
Can you straighten it? I think I can. Fortunately, it's steel. There. Unless you held it right up to your eye, you'd hardly notice it had been bent. <laughs> I'll try the faucet once more. Oh, now look at what you've done. She was I broke it off. You don't have another faucet, do you? Oh, of course we don't. Do you have a telephone? No, we don't. Well, don't you have anything for an emergency no. like this? No. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll run over to the clubhouse and telephone for a plumber. But, but how about the basement? Oh, it's running right into it. I'll have someone here before you know it. <laughs> Imagine this. What is it? I found a dollar in my pocket. It's to get my mother some playing cards, but I can get them with the money I earned for caddying. Here, you take it. Well, what for? To pay for the faucet. Why should you pay for it? Oh, I broke it, didn't I? Here, go ahead. You take it. Well, well, thank you. I'll take these clubs and this sweater and coat, and I'll run every step of the way. Well, hurry. Goodbye, and I'm very glad to have been a help to you. Yes, Herbert. Does, does this road swing around to the clubhouse? Yeah, where are you, Ben? I've been busy. Well, Mr. Reddy says he needs you. I wonder whether I ought to help him a little before I put in that call. I see a ball, Henry. I'll see you later. Hey, buddy. Who's that? Come back up here on the road a second, will you? My car's stuck in the mud. The, the only trouble is I, I've got a couple other things to do. Well, couldn't you lend a fellow a hand? You need some help? Yeah. Well, maybe I can assist you. Start your motor. No, now, don't start it quite so fast. Okay. Just start it real slow, see? Now, look, I'll tell you what. Back up until I stop moving my hands. You won't let me drop into the ditch, will you? Oh, no, there's some boards over it. Okay. Come on. Come on. Oh, gee whiz. You ought to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Mister, do, do you have a shovel? What would I be doing with a shovel? Well, you certainly need one. Wait a minute. Here comes a car behind you. Hello there. Hello. Won't you please let me get by? Well, could you pull up against this gentleman and push... Oh, my goodness, I can't drive that well. Well, would you like to have me take the wheel? Oh, if it won't take more than a minute. I'm in a terrible hurry. Well, it won't take a second. You better stand over there so you don't get any mud splashed on you. Well, that's very thoughtful of you, I'm sure. Gee whiz, that's the least I can do. <laughs> this reminds me of a moving picture that's in town this week. How are you coming? Are you ready ahead there? Come on. Here we go. How far in are you? Even deeper than you. And what am I to do? Well, I'll tell you, Miss, I've got to go to the clubhouse and phone a plumber anyhow. I'd be very glad to put in a call for a tow car at the same time. And in the meantime, I'm due downtown at court. You are? And if I'm not there, I have to forfeit $25. Well, my father's a lawyer, and I'll phone him, too, and tell him to go down and fix things for you. Are you, are you sure he can? Oh, gee, he's like me. He likes to do things for people. In the same way? Well, I'll, I'll beat it over and phone right away. Well, my name is Mrs. McGill. Yes, ma'am. And the charges are for talking back to an officer. Yes, ma'am. 
And if you get a chance to see that picture of the guy that was so nice to everyone, don't miss it. Henry, I thought you were going to see Mr. Reddy. Herbert, Herbert, will you go over to the clubhouse for me? I can't, Henry. I'm finding too many balls. You are? Sure. I just sold six to Mr. Reddy. Well, where is he? You go right through those trees there into the underbrush. Okay. And then go straight through to the swamp. Okay. Tell him he's foolish to look in there, though. I've already cleaned that part out. Mr. Eddy! Oh, Mr. Eddy! Where have you been? I, I, I just want to tell you, I'll be right back. Where are you going? To call a plumber. What for? I got a lady in a ditch. How did you get a lady in a ditch? I was trying to get another guy out. When? Right after I busted a faucet for a girl. What faucet? The girls! Uh, would you like to wear your coat or sweater or anything? I would not. Boy, have I been having a tough time. You've been having a tough time. I just played four holes with one club. How did you do? Young man, have you had a sunstroke? No, sir. Do I look pale? Are you going to caddy for me? Well, I'll tell you, Mr. Reddy. Uh, I'll give you two more clubs. That ought to hold you while I go up and phone. Oh, no, you don't. You caddy now or never. But you don't realize the position you're putting everyone in. Come here with that bag. I, I can't help them. You're going around with me if I have to drive you around with this club. <laughs> Now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Henry has decided to be kind and helpful to everyone he meets. So far, he's done very well. While caddying on the golf course for a Mr. Eddie, he's broken a water spigot and run two cars into a muddy ditch. Well, as the scene opens, Henry is speaking. Mr. Eddie. Mr. Eddie. As soon as you've knocked the ball over this water hazard, could I just run up and phone? Give me my number three iron. Your number three iron? Well, isn't that the one you used that took me away for so long? May I have it? Yes, Mr. Reddy. Then may I put in that call? Stand back, please. Yes, sir. You know, if I hadn't left my glasses behind, I'd swear this club was crooked. You really think so? Henry! What, Herbert? Which way is he going to hit that ball? Over the water hazard, and you keep away from it. Come here, Herbert. Or... Boy, what a shot. I was the I was this ball that was ahead of his club. I never did a thing like that before. Gee, they certainly make clubs poorly nowadays. Give me my number two iron. Mr. Eddie, I really think you ought to let me pay for that number three. What became of my ball? Herbert, put that ball back. I just wanted to see whether it was his. Who did you think it would be? It's yours, all right. Herbert, could you step over here to one side a minute? What do you have? Now then. Let's see what this iron does. Listen, Herbert, I want you to go to the clubhouse and put in three phone calls. If they won't let you, say it's for Mr. Eddie. One call is to a plumber to shut off some water. One is to a garage to... Yes, Mr. Aldrich. Will you take a letter, please? Mr. Aldrich, while you were out to lunch, a young man by the name of uh, Herbert Thompson telephoned. Herbert? Oh, Henry's friend. What did he want? Well, the fact is he seemed rather confused. 
At any rate, you're to go down to court at once and help get Henry out of trouble. What kind of trouble? All I understand is your son has talked back to some officer. That's a fine thing. I can't possibly go down. I'm scheduled for a conference. Impertinence to an officer, huh? What do you say to him? I don't know. Well, Henry can just stay down there. I don't believe in interfering with the law. I understand if you don't straighten things out, the fine will be $25. $25? 20 Call the committee and tell them I'll be late. You're going to court? Of course I am. I can't afford to pay $25 any more than anyone else can. Uh, who's that? I've no idea. Hello? Yes? One moment, please. Mr. Aldrich, I have a message for you. Who is it? Mrs. Aldrich says she has a whole house full of guests waiting to play bridge, and there aren't any cards. Didn't Henry get them? He doesn't seem to have. Well, here, take this dollar, close up the office, and get her some cards. Excuse me, sir. What is it, young man? Have you seen Mr. Eddie around the clubhouse here? Oh, Mr. Eddie is still down in the locker room. Well, will you tell him I found his coat, but I'm sorry we mislaid his sweater. Yes, sir. One moment, young man. Oh, I, uh, I, I found your coat, Mr. Eddie, but I think I ought to tell you. The, the fellow with the lawnmower ran over one of the sleeves. He did. Well, I'm not surprised. But, Mr. Eddie, all I was trying to do when I carried it was to help you. Yes. I was trying to serve you. Here's fifty, seventy-five, one dollar. Now, let's just forget that we ever even met. Well, frankly, I don't feel I should even take the money. Just take it and let's not say anything more about it. There's just one thing for which I suppose I ought to thank you. What's that? For 15 years, my wife has been trying to get me to give up golf. Today, I'm giving it up. Forever? Forever. Well, I'm certainly sorry. Let's not discuss it anymore. If we ever meet on the street, let's not even speak to each other. Yes, Mr. Eddie. Now then, do you think you can do one more thing for me and do it right? Oh, yes, sir. Anything you say. All right. Go around in front of the clubhouse and tell the boy to bring my car here. Yes, sir. But don't you go near the car. Don't you even touch the car. No, sir. And will you be... Where will you be? Here? I mean... I will be right over here at the desk. Talking to Mr. Blotthoff. Yes, sir. Did you want me, Mr. Eddy? I do. Something gone wrong, Mr. Eddy? Wrong? Wrong? I just want to tell you what I think of the way your entire club is wrong. Did something in particular go wrong? I... I hire a caddy to look for my golf balls, and I spend my whole day looking for my caddy. Well, do you know what my score was? A hundred and eighty-five. Well... I usually do it in 120. And then to add insult to injury, I come into the locker room looking forward to a shower. Oh, just a minute, Mr. Eddie. That's something Don't I want to tell you. Don't interrupt me. Uh, I get under the shower, and in the midst of my bath, the water is shut off. Completely shut off. Uh, that's what I want to explain. It's something over which we had no control. Through some misdirection, a plumber came here, and unknown to us, shut off all the water in the clubhouse. Why? Well, all we know is some young man called in. That is no excuse. The fact still remains that underneath my clothes, right this minute, I am covered with soap suds. Well, I'm very sorry. Sorry? Did you ever walk around with suds on you? Oh, no, sir. Try it sometime. Mr. Reddy. Mr. Reddy, I have some rather disconcerting news for you. Now, what happened? Was yours a black roadster? What has happened to it? 
nothing except that the fellow out in front says that sometime this afternoon, a man from a garage came and towed it away. Towed it away? Who told him to do that? He didn't know. He just said somebody had phoned for him to come and get it. Father. Father, would you like some more butter? No, thank you. Are you sure you're going to have enough? Henry, if I were you, I wouldn't bother your father anymore. Oh. Is he tired, Mother? He is. Both tired and embarrassed. Did something go wrong? Not a thing. All I did was miss a yearly business meeting in order to bail my son out of jail for talking back to an officer who didn't know anything about it. Father, that was entirely Herbert's fault. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. It was your fault. Trying to be kind to someone you didn't even know. Well, it's a funny thing, but things didn't work out like this in the generous gentleman. Did the generous gentleman forget to bring cards for his mother's bridge party? Mother, I'm I'm going to pay you back that dollar you gave me for the cards. I really am. I'd give you what I earned this afternoon, only I, I paid that to Mrs. McGill toward her fine. You gave your dollar to Mrs. McGill? Yes, sir. And I told her if there was ever anything I could do to help her, I'd be very glad to. And what did she say? She said she was quite sure there wasn't a thing I could do. Oh, I'll answer the phone, Mother. Just eat your dinner. I'll see who it is. Yes, Mother. Henry, when does school start? In a few days. Why? No reason. I was just wondering. Is there anything I can pass you, Father? Uh, no, 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 thank you. Gee, the more I think about how Herbert balled things up today... Hey, do you know a Mr. Eddie? Mr. Eddie? Yeah, in a way. Why? He just phoned. For me? Uh, does he want me to caddy for him tomorrow? He wants to know whether you have his necktie. Oh, gee whiz, I've got it in my pocket. I'll take it to him tomorrow. He said you're not to take it to him. You're to mail it to him. Well, that's certainly very thoughtful of him. Because I'd planned to do something else tomorrow. What? Well, I wasn't able to give the Red Cross any money today, and I thought I'd go over and help them instead. Here, Henry, is a dollar. A dollar? What for? For the Red Cross. They're having enough problems without your going over and helping them. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with your favorite youngster, his family, and his pals. The Aldrich Family, starring Ezra Stone, is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Family, written by Clifford Goldsmith and starring Ezra Stone. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother!
gentlemen, scarcely a day passes that doesn't bring us a letter from some housewife praising Jell-O butterscotch pudding. Many of these letters read somewhat as follows. I've tried just about every ready-prepared pudding on the market, and Jell-O butterscotch pudding is the one for me. Other letters, of course, speak of how easy Jell-O butterscotch pudding is to make, because you simply add milk, cook for a few minutes, and cool. And still other letters tell us how grateful housewives are for the many ways you can serve Jell-O butterscotch pudding. But the big point is its flavor, the warm, buttery, brown sugar flavor of creamy golden butterscotch, just the way you like it, full of rich homemade goodness. Yes, friends, you like Jell-O butterscotch pudding a lot, so just try it and let your own taste tell you why Jell-O butterscotch pudding is the pudding that thousands call the best of all. If your doorbell rings tonight and you answer it and find no one there, you remember that this is Halloween and that you too were a youngster yourself. And you might suspect Henry Aldrich of having something to do with the prank because he's a real boy from your own neighborhood. Tonight we find Henry in the Aldrich living room with his friend Toby. <sighs> Gee whiz, am I bored. Same here, Henry. How could a thing like this happen, Toby? It's Halloween and the two of us are dead broke. Gee, I thought I'd never live to see a thing like this happen. Wouldn't you think, Toby, that there'd be at least one thing a person could do on Halloween without its costing money? That's what you'd think. How about going over and getting even with Mr. Tarbell for what he did a year ago? How? Well, we could think of something. I'll tell you what. If we could get his front steps loose from the porch, we could hide them. No, Toby. But, Henry, then when he comes out and starts to go down the steps, he'll wonder where they are. Who will wonder where what is? Oh, is that you, Father? You are not going to touch anyone's front steps. How do you know about that? I'm psychic. Halloween or no Halloween, you boys are not to touch any private property. Henry, are you in the living room? Yes, Mother. Gee whiz, Father, Toby and I don't want to just sit around and look at each other all evening. How would you like to have me make some candy? Mother, candy... Everybody else is out doing things, and we sit home and make candy. Well, if you'd planned ahead, you'd have enough money to go to a dance. I did plan ahead. I told you several weeks ago that my allowance is inadequate. Yes. Henry, what do you say we get our hats and go out for a little stroll? All right. You aren't going to play any practical jokes on anyone, are you? Oh, oh no, Mr. Aldrich. We're just going out for the fresh air. And maybe ring one or two doorbells. Henry, you're not going to ring any doorbells. But, Mother, what harm can come from innocently ringing just one doorbell? That's rung 50 million times in the year anyway. Because most people don't like it. Henry, the minute you begin to trespass, you're liable to run into trouble. Father, name one thing that could happen from sticking a pin into a doorbell. Aside from the fact that it's going to ring for a while. I'm not going to argue. Toby, I don't think I'll go out. No? Oh, year. Ever since way back, I've been looking forward to tonight. And now it's here, and I can't even stick a pin in a doorbell. Sam, if Henry didn't actually stick a pin in it, couldn't he ring just one bell? It's entirely up to you, Alice. All we do is ring it and run, Father. Don't look at me, son. I'm only your father. I don't see what fun there could be in it. At least my whole year wouldn't be ruined. 
Well, could you ring a bell where no one is home? Mother. <laughs> All right, if it'll make you any happier, go out and ring one bell. We can, Father? We can? Toby, come on. Okay. I don't see what fun you'll get from it. At least we can say we've done it. Henry, I've got an idea. What? My folks didn't say I couldn't ring more than one. I'll tell you. I'll do the ringing and you do the running. Okay, let's ring Mr. Edwards's bell first. I was just out to look at the car. Someone has taken the battery out of it. Who do you suppose could have done a thing like that? Oh, some Halloween hoodlum. I tell you, Phoebe, this town has reached a nice state of affairs. Well, come in and close the door before you catch pneumonia. Do you know what I think I'll do? I'll just wait inside the door and see whether anyone comes back. I'll get my cane, too. The next boy that comes up on this porch is going to get the tanning of his life. Yes, dear. Toby. Toby. What? He's going in. Come on up on the porch. What were they talking about, Henry? Search me. Let's write a note and pin it to the door. Okay, got a pencil? No, here's my fountain pen. Listen, Toby, let's just ring the bell and run. Let me ring it. No, Toby, this is the only one I can ring. You can ring the next one. No, besides, Mr. Edwards was my idea. Here we go, Toby. I'm going to ring it. Do you hear anyone coming? No, I better ring it again. Somebody's coming. Run, Toby, run. I am. Stop there, stop. Oh, stop. Quick, Toby, duck around the side of the house here. I'm with you, Henry. Stop, do you hear me? Stop nothing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What was that? I'm all right. I just knocked over an ash can. Come on. Stop back here and pull this great robber. There goes Mr. Edwards over it. Toby. That'll help. If I catch you, I'll turn you both. Come on out through these trees, Toby. If he catches you, Henry, don't give your right name. Whose name should I give? Take one up. What was that? That that was Mrs. Edwards. <laughs> Look, Toby, here's a hole or something we can hide in. Here, where? Right here in the ground. Oh, gee whiz, wait, Toby. What's the matter? It's an old oil. It's an old well. Well, this is a nice time to tell me. What's the matter? I dropped my fountain pen in it. Toby, he's coming. Toward us? He went right on. Boy, that was close. Let's beat it, Toby, and get out of here. But, Henry, I dropped my fountain pen. That's so important. My mother just bought it for me. Gee whiz, I can't go home without my fountain pen, Henry. How are we going to get it? It's way down at the bottom of the well. Well, there's an old chain here. It's hanging right straight down. Is it fastened here at the top? Sure. Right to this piece of iron. Wait a second. I'll roll up my trousers. You better take them off, Toby. Then you won't get them wet. <laughs> sure, and hold my coat, too. John! John! Yes, what is it? Did you find them? No, not yet. Toby. Did you look in the shed out beyond the well? I'm just coming from there. Well, come back in the house, then. All I can say is they must have disappeared right into the ground. It's okay, Toby. You can go down now. Look out while I go over the edge. Are you sure you can get up again? Why not? All I have to do is hang on to this chain and climb right up the side. So long, Henry. Hang on. Hang on tight, old boy. Gee whiz. What's the matter? Toby, what's the matter? There's something tied partway down on the chain. What is it? It's an automobile battery. A battery? What's it doing down there? How should I know? And the chain ends right here. It does? 
Can you jump the rest of the way? What do you mean, jump? It's so dark down here, I wouldn't know when I got to the bottom. Oh, here's the trouble. It's up here. Some of the slack is hooked onto a bolt. I'll see whether I can loosen it. Let it out easy, Henry. Don't worry, Toby. You don't think I'd let you fall, do you? Toby. Oh, Toby. Toby, where are you? I thought you were my friend. I couldn't help it. Toby, can you float? How can you float in four inches of water? Won't you get your pen and come on up? You're crazy. There's nothing to take a hold of. Stand on the battery and reach. I can. Well, gee, Toby, I'll have to get you out somehow. I wonder whether I can find a ladder anyplace. Ask Mr. Edwards whether he has one. Sure. Do you think I'm crazy, Toby? Well, hurry up and get a ladder someplace. Look, there's a, the lid to the well up here. Well, what about it? Do you want me to put it over the top so you won't get cold? No, just get me a ladder. What, do you want your pants and coat? Just throw down my coat. Okay, here it comes. I'll get the ladder that's in our garage, Toby. And if anybody speaks to you, don't answer. <laughs> Has Henry come in yet? Not yet. It seems as though it's taking him an awfully long time to ring one doorbell. Do you realize, Alice, this is the first Halloween no one has bothered us? I certainly do. Did you put all the ash cans in? I put them in the basement. What was that? Something out in the back. Sam. Sam, it sounds like one of the garage doors. Do you suppose anyone's getting in there? Listen, dear. Come with me. Where? Let's go out to the kitchen and look through the window. Is the kitchen light on? No. No one can see us. Sam, someone is in the garage. Stand back from the window. Can you see them? Alice. Someone is coming out of the garage with our big ladder. Sam, hold it. I think that's the limit. I'm going down the cellar stairs here and slip out to the basement door. Well, why not go out the back door? This way I can head him off in the driveway. Shall I turn the light on? No, no, don't turn the light on. I can see quite all right. Sam, what have you done? I forgot I put the ash cans down here. Well, my goodness, dear. Are the ashes all over my cellar floor? Yes, and so am I. Turn on the light. Sam, you better come back up here and get your hat and coat. You want whoever it is to get away? Is that ladder more important than your health? Now come back up here. But Alice, he's already gone out toward the street. In a town this size, Sam, you can certainly track down someone with a ladder. You say the battery was taken right out of your car, Mr. Edwards? Yes, officer. But you didn't see anyone? Not until a few minutes later. Two boys came up on the porch and rang the bell, and I chased them right around here through the grape harbor. Were they carrying the battery? Well, I couldn't say. Well, whoever stole it is going to be apprehended and punished. The young fellows here have got to respect private property. Oh, they don't stop at anything. I even found a pair of somebody's trousers back here. You better take them down to headquarters. Why? Uh, one minute. What's up? Stand back there under this tree. You see out there toward the street... Somebody coming? Somebody with a ladder. He's coming right this way. All right, no. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. When he passes, I'll nab him. Just a minute there, young man. Oh, gee whiz. Who said that? One minute, I said. Yes, sir. So was there something you wanted? Where did you get that ladder? At home. I asked you, where did you get it? I brought it from home. Sure, I did. I give you my word, I did. I did. Oh, so we're going to have trouble with you. Where's the battery? The battery? 
What battery? The battery that disappeared from my car. I haven't even seen any battery. What's your name? Why, uh... What is it? It's, uh... Harry. Harry what? Harry Ambrose. Where are you taking that ladder? Well, not any place in particular. I just just happened to be carrying it with me. Just giving it an airing, eh? Taking it out for a walk. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Edwards, what do you think we ought to do with him? It's, uh, 90 days for larceny, isn't it, officer? 90 days in jail for taking my own father's ladder? That's what it is. But, but I've got a friend, see, and I... I see, and he has the batter. No, sir, he's in a terrible predicament. Where is he? Where is he? I don't know. I'm looking for him. Oh, you're just going around with the ladder looking for a friend. I know that seems hard to believe, officer, but that's what I'm doing. Well, suppose you leave that ladder here. But I'll get the deuce if I don't take it back home. You'll get 90 days, Harry Ambrose, if you don't put it down. Yes, sir. Now get home, will you? Should have been in bed an hour ago. Yes, sir, only I don't know what my friend will do without me. Gentlemen, this being Halloween, I'd like to tell you a ghost story. The story of Edgar the Gloomy Ghost. Edgar, it seems, was very fond of nice desserts at dinner. But his wife, Phyllis the Phantom, kept serving him just ordinary desserts. As a result, Edgar went around moaning and groaning like this. Then one day, Edgar's wife bought some jello vanilla pudding at the grocery store. And now Edgar is just as cheerful as can be. No longer does he go around moaning. Now he has a warm, likable laugh like this. So, you see, just in case Edgar might drop in, ladies and gentlemen, always keep Jell-O vanilla pudding on hand. It's brimful of tempting flavor, as smooth as rich cream, and extra good when garnished with nuts, marshmallows, or fruit. My own favorite is Jell-O vanilla pudding with sliced bananas. But served any way at all, it's grand. Order this delightful, ready-prepared dessert and start right away to enjoy the luscious flavor of Jell-O vanilla pudding. Now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich, it being Halloween, Henry and his friend Toby set out to ring just one doorbell and come home. However, one thing leads to another until Toby was left stranded at the bottom of a well, and Henry is attempting to rescue it. Good evening. Oh, is that you out there, Henry Aldrich? Good evening, Mrs. Lockbridge. Could I borrow a real strong rope from you? A real strong what, dear? A rope. I need about 15 feet of very strong rope. Oh, uh, would it be some clothesline help any? No, ma'am. I have a friend that's in a well. Oh, well, that's quite a Halloween joke, isn't it? No, ma'am. I'm trying to get my friend out. Uh, well, how did you get in it? He was looking for his fountain pen. Well, why don't you try one of the other houses in the neighborhood? I have. I have. But every doorbell I've rung so far, the people chased me. You don't say so. Yes, ma'am. That's how I got all wet like this. Goodness gracious. How did you get that wet? They poured a bucket of water on me from the second floor window. Well, come to think of it, Henry, we have a good long tow rope out in the car. You have? Yes, sir. 
You'll find the car right out there in front. Right down the curb a ways? That's right. Okay. If I remember, the rope's a little bit straight in the middle. That's all right. It can certainly hold Toby. Will I find it in the front or the rear of the car? You'll have to look, dear. Guess this is the car. My gosh. All right, young fellow. What are you trying to get away with? What's that? Uh, did you think I didn't see you? She was let go of my collar. What were you doing in my car? I've got a friend that's in a well. Yeah? But you see, Mrs. Lockbridge gave me permission to open this car. Mrs. Lockbridge did. It's her husband. Well, it just happens to be my car, and I live right here in this house. You do? You mean this other car here is Lockbridge's? And I suppose you're going to tell me Mrs. Lockbridge gave you permission to let all the air out of my tires? Are they flat? What do you think I was watching out the window for? Well, you certainly have my sympathy. Here you are. What's that? It's a pump. Get to work. But she was, I give you my word, all I was looking for was a piece of rope so I could pull my friend out. Maybe you'd like to have me turn you over to the police, my boy. Oh, no. I... Are you going to hook that pump onto the valve? Yes, sir. What's your name? Why, it's, um, it's, uh, which tire do you want me to pump up first? I asked you your name. It's a Harry Ambrose. Harry Ambrose, eh? Yes, sir. Well, your family ought to be ashamed of you. Yes, sir, they certainly ought to be. I'm going in and keep an eye on you from the house. And don't forget, there's a street lamp right here, and I can see every move you make. Yes, sir. If I hadn't been a boy once myself, I'd turn you over to the law. Yes, sir. How's he with? I'll be darned. Henry? Henry, is that you pumping up those tires? Father, where did you come from? I'm looking for our ladder. And may I first ask what you're doing? Father, I wish you'd go in and tell the man that owns this car that he has no right making me do this. How did he happen to ask you to? I was opening his car, see? Son, didn't you promise to ring just one doorbell? That's all I did then do. Then not have any excuses. Pump those tires up and take your punishment. Where are you going? To find a family by the name of Ambrose. Of Ambrose? Ambrose? I tracked a boy by that name as far as Mr. Edwards' house. You don't happen to know him, do you? Harry Ambrose. You know him? Well, I think I've heard of him. But he's no friend of mine, Father. Well, hurry up and finish those tires. And then get off. But listen, Father. Hey there. Let me hide behind your car. Who's that? Is that you, Henry? Is that you, Homer? Here, Henry, hold it. What is it? It's a red lantern. What am I to do with it? Just hold it, Henry. I'm in a hurry. But I don't want this, Homer. Oh, well, there you are. Who? You with the lantern. Come along with me, my boy. wait until I get even with you, Homer. You got away from him, didn't you, Henry? I got away from him, but look at what he did to my coat. How am I going to get this sleeve back on? Aren't I going to help you get Toby out of the well? Yes. And didn't I get this rope for you? Where did you get it? Isn't it a beauty, Henry? I found it over here on Walnut Street. What I mean, Homer, is whose was it? Nobody's. It was just roping off a new sidewalk that had been laid this afternoon. Listen, Homer, I'm not going to use it. Well, we aren't going to keep it, Henry. It's just to get Toby out. But, Homer, I don't think we should use it. All right, then. All right. Not so loud, Homer. Do you see somebody? We're right here by Mr. Edwards' house. Oh. Come on now, Homer, and follow me back to the well. Why don't you want to disturb Mr. Edwards, Henry? Well, if he's going to sleep, there's no sense in waking him up, is there? Come on back through this great barber. I'm coming. Where is the well? It's right ahead here. Someplace. Can't you find it? Isn't it strange? Gee, 
was dumped for him, wouldn't Well, here it is. Hey, Toby. Toby, are you all right? Toby. Who is that? It's Henry and Homer. Well, you're the only ones that haven't been here before. Who else has been here? Everybody. And they all threw something down. <laughs> the last time it was a bushel of apples. Are you all right, Toby? How could I be? Get me out of here. We're letting the rope down now, Toby. Now here, Henry, I'll help you. Is it down yet, Toby? No. It's coming. Homer, have you got the end? What end, Henry? Of the rope. The end's down here. Which end? Both ends. Well, gee whiz, Homer, if you are in a hell. Toby, throw one end up here. How am I going to do that? Just throw it right straight up. Here it comes. Where is it? Around my neck. Henry, I've got an idea. Look out. What are you going to do? How about dropping this rock down and letting him tie the rope to it? And then throw it up? Now, listen. Don't throw anything more down here. There isn't any more room. Henry, do you think you could hold my hand while I go down part way? How would you get the rope? Well, Toby could tie it to my foot. Sure, and then I'll pull you back up. Well, take it easy now. Wait till I get over the edge. Okay, have you got a good hold? Yeah. What's that coming down? <laughs> Don't worry, it's Homer. Don't jump, Homer. What do you think I am? Are you sure you got a hold of me, Henry? Sure. Easy now, easy. I only had something to hang on to. This is a nice time to think of that. Don't worry, Homer, I've got you. Boy, my arm's coming right out. How much lower is it? Wait a second and I'll tie the rope on Homer's foot. You got it? Come on, officer, I think you're off this way. I'm coming. Oh, gee whiz. What's that? Keep quiet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Gee, if they had come two feet closer, they would have fallen right in with us. That would have been good. Well, we got you out, Toby, even if we did have a hard time finding my father's ladder. And, Toby, we got you away from Mr. Edwards' house. But I still haven't got any pants, Henry. Well, just walk along as though you were coming home from a party. Boy, is this heavy. Is what heavy? Listen, Toby, what are you carrying? This battery. Well, gee whiz, Toby, what'd you bring that for? I didn't even know I had it. Well, we've got to take that right back to Mr. Edwards. All the way? Sure. What do you think we hold it out for? We get caught with it, we'll get six months in jail. Here, Homer, how would you like to carry it? I don't want it. Let Henry carry it. Toby, don't try to shirk responsibility. Well, you fellas have got to go back with me. I'm not going alone. Come on, Who's that coming? Where? Down there on the corner. He's coming right towards us. Isn't that a policeman? I think it is, Henry. Let's turn around and go the other way. And that's what I say. No. We'll walk right along as though we were heading for a garage. Sure. Oh, sure. Now our battery ran down and we're going to get it recharged. But I still haven't got any pants. <laughs> Listen, fellas. Look ahead there. Where? There's another policeman. And he's walking right toward us. So long, Toby. Now, wait, Henry. You can't leave me flat like this. I've got to get rid of this battery. Well, put it down someplace. Sure, and supposing he sees me. I've got an idea. You see that car parked there by the curb? Yeah. Well, put it inside. Just dump it through the window. Henry, you've got a head on you. Come on now. We'll hide behind between these two houses. Boy, if they see us. Okay. Wait for me. Well, hurry up. Quiet. The police are going by. Do you think they saw us? No. They're not even looking this way. Say, fellas, do you know what I just happened to think? What? I left my fountain pen down in the well. Say, gee whiz, what's the matter? That car we put the battery in. What about it? Somebody just drove off in it. 
Yes, Mother. Will you please tell me where you've been all evening? Just out with Toby, fooling around. Well, come into the living room. I've got to make a phone call first, Mother. Hello, operator. Then I'll be right there. Operator, could you get me? It's right here in the book. It's, um, it's Elm 36. Henry! Mother, father isn't in yet, is he? No, he isn't. Oh, hello? Hello, is this Mr. Edwards? Well, Mr. Edwards, this is to inform you that if you will notify the police to look for a car number T765, I think, or maybe it was T5-something. Anyhow, in it you'll find your battery. What's that? This is just a friend, Mr. Edwards, who happened to be passing by your house a little while ago. Henry! Goodbye. Henry! I'm coming, Mother. Well, where's your coat, dear? I just hung it up in the closet. Well, did you ring your doorbell? Yes, Mother, I rang it. Did you find it worthwhile? Well, to be honest, I think I'm getting a little too old to be doing things like that. <clears throat> Where's my Latin? Oh, Alice, is Henry in? Yes, Sam, he's sitting here studying. Where have you been? I found the ladder, but not the boy. Sam, what on earth do you have all over your shoes? That is cement. They laid a new sidewalk over town and didn't even bother to rope it off. Well, don't get it all over the carpet. And what do you think I found a few minutes ago? What? A battery in the back seat of my car. A, a battery, Father? Tomorrow morning, Henry, you call up the police and find out who lost it. Hi, Father. And then after you've done that, you can go over to Mr. Edwards and get our ladder. Yes, Father. I wonder why people think Halloween is a time for fun. <laughs> will be back in just a moment. And when you make out the grocery list for tomorrow, friends, be sure to include several packages of Jell-O puddings. They're easy to make, inexpensive, and really delicious. Ask your grocer for all three flavors, Jell-O chocolate pudding, Jell-O vanilla pudding, and Jell-O butterscotch pudding. Jell-O puddings are made by the makers of Jell-O, so you know they're good. Folks, be seeing you next week, I hope. Now listen in again next Thursday evening to the Aldrich family and to the Maxwell House Coffee Time program, which immediately precedes it on most of these stations. A solid hour of sparkling radio entertainment every Thursday night. The Aldrich family, starring Ezra Stone, is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Original music is composed and conducted by Jack Miller. Now this is Harry Von Zell bidding you all good night. I hope you enjoyed those two episodes from the Aldrich family, The Generous Gentleman and Halloween. Visit us at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast and make your own suggestion for a future episode. Everyone stay safe and tune in next time for another classic comedy radio show right here on the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La, 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 la.